Two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now here are your hosts, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. Welcome in What's the Spread. The countdown has begun. We are less than 50 days away from the opening game of college football. My heart is constantly pounding thinking about the fact that we'll be watching college football. So check this out. I'm thinking to myself, I was like, man, what are my Saturdays going to look like? You know what? Wake up early, watch fo- go to the gym, watch football, stay out all night watching football with my mate Miles. I started to get super excited that we're super close. I was just talking about this last night, planning out my, my, what my Saturdays are going to look, look, look in the fall. And then I told myself I wouldn't have it any other way. No, absolutely not. Saturday, Saturdays to me, like now, Saturdays, there's no football. You know, we probably might day drink, watch something, and then normally just end up downtown. It's different during the fall. Our Saturdays are devoted to tailgating, football games, and watching football. That's it. Until then, we're going to keep breaking down these uh, conferences and divisions. What are we talking about today? Miles, we are talking about my favorite conference, the SEC. The mecca of college football, the Southeastern Conference, shaping up to most likely be the best conference in college football yet again. First thing I'm going to say about this conference, Brad, is that I believe that Albion and Georgia are at the top, and many will agree with that, but I will say that there are a lot of teams in this conference that are actually starting to close the gap. Yes, I actually think that, in my opinion, there are three teams who I confidently can say can win this division. Let's go ahead and start at the top. All right, we'll start with the favorite. Alabama. We already know. Tua Tagovailoa. We got Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, um, Jalen Waddle, Javonta Smith. Offensively, they are gifted. Two players, two offensive uh, skill position players land. Oh, actually, that was terrible math. It was like, I think it's three offensive players land in OCC first team uh, with Najee Harris, um, and Tua Tagovailoa, and Jerry Judy. The question is the secondary. Is the secondary going to be different than last year? You get Patrick Sertain um, back for another year, his second year. He got abused towards the end of the season. I think that's going to be a chip on his shoulder. Former five-star recruit. I cannot honestly say that I will not put money on Alabama to win this conference, surely because of the fact that they probably play the second easiest schedule in this conference. The easy conference schedule is definitely a factor. Well, For me, when it comes to Alabama... Not necessarily against the spread. It's always a tricky spread. But when we're talking about betting on Alabama to win the conference, yes. they're never a bad bet. And at minus 143, those odds are pretty those damn good. Those are pretty good. You're actually getting some pretty good value there. Uh, because you've got, okay, you got Georgia plus 250, and then followed by Florida and LSU a plus 1,200. So Alabama is the clear favorite. You talked about the inexperience on defense. That's really what everyone's talking about. We know the offense is going to yes. be great. Uh, setting team records last year in points per game, passing yards per game, yards per play, and total yards per game. Two in this offense going strong. I think Najee Harris is going to have a breakout year this yes, year. Yes, I do too. He's, He's been, been patiently waiting. Patiently waiting for his opportunity. It's the defense. But here's here's the thing. With five and four-star recruits and blue-chip players and saving players, it's all about experience. Yes. And that's something that they do have now. Yep. Coming back this year. So, And they also got Raekwon back again. Raekwon Davis could have easily left for the draft, but this year he wants to be this year's Quinton Williams. You also get Diggs back from a nasty leg injury. Well, who he landed on the preseason SEC preseason all defense and second team all 
all all American, which I had no idea for missing almost the entire season. And you also get you also get Carter, Shaheem Carter. Pay attention to that name. I tell you, I try to tell you a player from some teams that I, that I really really like that aren't getting enough hype. He will be a monster. You also get Dylan Moses, who finally gets to be the the, the brains of the defense after uh, Mac Wilson left. There's a lot to like on this defense, and you know what? Honestly, personally, in my opinion. I don't think this defense can be any worse than they were last year. They're only going to get better. Yes. I think we'll see improvement there. And you did mention the schedule. Crossover games against South Carolina and Tennessee. It seems to me like they're, at least their toughest road game would be at, at Texas A&M. Yep. I think A&M will be able to make some noise in the West this year. But overall, especially compared to a lot of other teams in this conference, their schedule is very favorable. Yes. This is probably one of the toughest. Con- like People always say that the SEC doesn't schedule anybody non-conference. But when you think about teams that aren't Alabama... In this conference, or aren't Georgia? Well, Georgia plays Clemson, but you think about that. Yes, why would you schedule tough out of conference when you have to play a Mississippi State, Alabama, Georgia, Texas A&M every single year? And those teams, as I mentioned earlier, they are closing the gap. Not only LSU in the West, too. yeah, LSU, but not only in the West, but in the East as well. Yes. So both divisions are looking better. Yes. So let's go ahead uh, and move over to Georgia. Georgia. Plus two fifty odds to win the conference. Georgia was really interesting to me. Georgia will have to do an entire offensive outside of DeAndre Swift, an entire offensive overhaul when it comes to players outside the quarterback position. They lose their entire receiving core. Three players to the draft, one to, to being dismissed, to lose Mikael Hardman and Jeremiah Holloway. That's almost you have two guys that are that are your go-to players. You got speed reliability and then oh what, what what's gonna happen oh Riley Ridley's gonna leave your slot guys and leave too I think that they're gonna take a step back especially when you think about having to play at UF and then no matter what anybody says playing Notre Dame is always a tough out and then you have to play at S- excuse me at Auburn and a crossover game versus uh Texas A&M I think there's a lot that they're missing but keeping in mind that the Florida game is a neutral site yep so, so I didn't say at Florida did so I? it's not a true road game did I say at Florida you did oh. okay uh Returning 13 starters overall yes. from the team last year. Their offensive line is coming back strong, though. They're that's gonna, one thing to like. That's one thing that's great, especially when you have a 1,000-yard running back in DeAndre Swift. And and they are deep there. Mm-hmm. They did lose some pieces at receiver. I'm trying to juggle this in my, in my mind here. Here's the thing. When, when you've got a program like Alabama and Georgia, there's always somebody waiting to take over. I think Georgia, Georgia, Georgia had the best... The past two years, the best recruiting class when it came to the Three linemen. straight top three recruiting classes for Kirby Smart in Georgia. Yes. He is building a premier program. I don't agree that they're going to take a step back this year. I really don't. I think last year, last year was their step back. I think last that's the scary part. I think that 2018 Georgia may have been the worst Georgia team that we're going to see for the next decade. And I've been saying this for two years. Kirby Smart and well, they have two losses. leave it to Saban's uh, former assistant. But you think about it, over the past couple of years, the losses that have been him in the ass were the LSU loss last year, yep. and then the Auburn loss the year before that. So, the question is, are they still going to be due to, to lose one or two of those games? Because I can see Alabama going undefeated in the regular season again. I do too. And I think that I think that Georgia will lose one of these four games. The ad- I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. And so now they just got to not slip up in the rest of their schedule. When they have to... Does Georgia play Clemson this year? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I no. Who plays Clemson? A and M plays Clemson. Georgia does not play Clemson. Okay. Right. All right. So then that's good. They play them. Yeah. So that was my mistake. I counted that game as a loss. 
Okay. I, 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 here, here's what I see from Georgia. I see an 11-1 regular season. Yes. I see a 12-0 regular season from Bama, but I think that Georgia can get through the schedule with 11 wins. I just think if we look at the puzzle pieces, in the last two years, pieces that have gone and pieces that have come, I just like Alabama so much more that, that, that I would... Let's move to the next team, and then I'll, I'll, I'll collect my thoughts, and it'll make more sense. We can come back to it. So we'll come back. let's go ahead and talk about Florida. Plus 1,200 odds to win the conference. A program that's made major strides since Dan Mullen has taken over. Florida was initially my pick to win the East. My surprise pick. I, obviously, I think George is going to win the East. Let's just... Be clear, I'm going to be very frank. Florida was my surprise pick to win the East. And then I looked at their schedule, and I was like, I don't even know if they're going to win week one. My money's going on Miami. My heart's going to probably going to go with Miami because I really could care less about Florida. But then they got to play at Kentucky, at LSU. They got to play Auburn in their crossover game. And I don't think Felipe Franks is (laughs) – I don't think he is the answer. 24 touchdowns, what, six interceptions, seven rushing touchdowns is good. But let's not let's not overhype their win against Michigan. We're talking about a guy that got benched in November yes. of a college football season. That's basically pressing the panic button yep. as a head football coach to bench your starting quarterback in November. He comes back in after the injury. He finishes strong. Yes. There's no doubt about that. But I think that their win against Michigan is being overhyped. Yes. And I think that's a fact. And before I started looking at the game, before I looked at the players that even left, I mean, they got Gardner Johnson's gone. They got Joseph's gone. Scarlett's gone. Juwan Taylor. These are integral pieces of that offensive defense that played big roles last year. One returning starter on the offensive line, which I think that the offensive line is the most difficult position in college football. To plug and play. To plug and play. Absolutely. That takes learning the schemes. It it takes teamwork. It ta- it there's so much that goes into it that that really concerns me. Yes, the defense is going to be good. It always is, but with only one starter coming back on the offensive line. Yeah, and Felipe, Felipe Franks, Franks is, is your quarterback. Very, very bad under pressure. Like it's not that he's not good under pressure. He's very bad under pressure. I don't think Florida is that is as is as high as everyone's saying. I have them going to finish the season strong, maybe four, three losses, but they are not going to be your I SEC agree. East I, champion. I see eight, nine wins, but I just don't see a scenario where they make a run at the SEC title. No, not I just at don't all. see. It. I don't see it at all. And, and I'm sorry, Gator fans, but it's just the way it is. Let's move over to LSU. And the reason I wanted to get past Georgia as being the team that as the team that I'm not going to put my money on, I'm going to put money on LSU to win the SEC. Sure. Brad, you talk about players leaving all the time. They lost Greedy. They lost uh, Devin White. I don't care. This defense is good. And as good as this team was, with their quarterback only throwing 16 touchdowns, if Joe Burrow takes that next step, they terrify me. I think that LSU has the most upside of any of the 14 teams in this conference. Yes. Especially based on the unknown and what we're looking for in the next year. The most upside, because like you said, if Joey Burrow takes the next step in this offense and they open it up a little bit, yeah. and then you finally pair it with what's always been an elite defense, yes, it, they could be scary. And every year, right, it, it always seems like, and as a Bama fan, I know you know how this feels, every year it seems like, is this the year that LSU is going to beat Bama? I think it's got to come to a point where, is this the year that LSU is going to compete yes. on the football field with yes. Alabama? And it will be coming sooner than later. 
<clears throat> and what really excites me about playing their schedule they're playing, they have two very good tests that I love here. I think Texas Week 2 will be a really good test. Great game. And I think if they can get out of the Jordan Love funk and, and get past Utah State, I think those are two great games that will poise them for the rest of the season, and they can make a serious zero, zero losses, one losses in the entire season. Plus 1,200? Miles, I've made bets with, with, with far bigger odds than that and far less chance than this. I'm really on the same page with you here, Brad. I think at plus 1,200, I think it's an excellent bet. I would 100% put some money down on this one if there was any other team in the West that I would that, that I would gun for because unlike Florida, there is a scenario where I see LSU winning the conference. Yes. Because they have so much upside, because they have so much talent. We're not even we're not even mentioning these teams that were that were great defensively, great offensively. LSU only allowed twenty one point eight points per game, but that's with a struggling. And I use this term loosely, struggling. That's with a not high powered offense. I don't want to say struggling because they didn't struggle. It was mediocre. Mediocre is a better term. Great defense who was on the field way more than they should, and their key losses are being. Also overhyped because of the NFL draft, because of how high they went. But they're bringing eight guys back on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. They're not. Delpit is probably oh, the best yeah. safety. Right. My God. In the country. Yes. And then you've got Emery coming in, a running back who could be. He, he could take over the backfield. Yeah. He has that much talent originally. And looking for my boy Burrow to take a step forward. We'll see what happens. The crossover game is also manageable. Very At manageable. Vanderbilt. Florida. You've got Florida every year, so mm-hmm. that's going to be there. Man. I, I really love those odds. I, and like, who says I don't put 50 bucks on, on Alabama to win? What if I put 25 on freaking LSU? That'll be huge money. All it comes down to, especially in the SEC West, is you, you're going to have to have an offense that's going to be able to compete with Bama. Yep. To keep up with Bama. Usually it's been, well, you, you, that you need the defense. But yeah. LSU's always had the defense. Yes. Tough task going at Alabama this year. No doubt about it. But a lot to like. Yes, for LSU. I think Saban this year is not going to care so much about the score. I think, and, and I'm talking about on the other games where Saban is going to want to make sure his guys are ready. You know who's going to play a lot of football this year? Mac Jones. You know they. You, you remember we saw Mac Jones' little string being behind. We did. They said he put on some serious weight and he's looking like a, a gunner because we want to make sure anything happens to Tua. We want Mac Jones to not take a step back. We're going to have him run the exact same plays as Tua. All right, let's go ahead and go to the next tier here. We got Auburn and Mississippi State, both with plus 2,500 odds to take the conference. Auburn. Gus Malzahn's on the hot seat. Everyone knows it. He's been on the hot seat, I feel like, his entire career. He should have taken the Arkansas job. Well, he definitely would have had a lot less expectations than he he has at Auburn. It was up to him, and he made that decision. No Jared Stidham surprised that Jared Stidham left, first of all. You're telling me that with all the uncertainty at Auburn, and you can't deny the talent, but no one's going to deny the talent in this conference. You think that they're going to compete with a freshman quarterback? Whether it's going to be Knicks or Gatewood. Yeah, they don't even have their starting quarterback. But they don't even have that option. We don't know how electric they're going to be. you said they're a three-point favorite versus Oregon? Right. Okay, three-and-a-half-point favorite versus Oregon. I know it's early, but get your money on Oregon right now. Yes. Because I like Oregon plus three and a half in that football game. Absolutely. I think Auburn, along with Florida, I think they are two very overhyped teams going into the season. And then especially, you've got Auburn with an absolutely brutal schedule. Yes, absolutely. At Texas A&M, at Florida, at LSU, and then they play Bama and Georgia. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That could be five losses. Easily. Right there. 
It was a tough, tough schedule. I'm not even getting close to putting money on that team. What do you think about Mississippi State? So, Mississippi State's always a fun team, right? Yes. Moorhead had, a, uh, you could say, a really good first year. Yep. The defense is only bringing back three starters. Very and tough. the offense only averaged 28 points a game last year. And of, of those three starters, they lost their other three starters. None of them are their best player in Montez Sweat. I, I think that this will be a, 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 a team that will be happy to be bowl eligible. Happy, happy with six wins. Yeah, to be a bowl eligible will be a win for them. Schedule actually works out in their favor, which I could see them being a seven-win team here. Think about the crossover games. Kentucky at Tennessee at Arkansas. They play Auburn at Auburn at Texas A&M. The, the tough games on their schedule, which I, which I thought they were going to lose whether they played them home or away because I just think that although Auburn's not going to be as good, I think they're going to be better than Mississippi State. I agree. I can't wait to be at Mississippi State when Alabama goes there. It's the tradition. I'll be there, and I'll be listening to the damn cowboys annoying the hell out of me. But nothing really for me to talk about here in this team. I just don't think they are going to be competitive in this division. All right, two more here. Uh, one from the East, one from the West. Kentucky, the 10-win juggernauts from last year with plus 2,800 odds to take the conference. And Texas A&M, the same at plus 2,800. I'm going to say right now, I think the only reason that the Aggies odds are not better is because of their schedule. Their schedule is brutal. You're brutal, telling brutal. me A&M's got to play at Clemson, at Georgia, and they play Bama. Those, in my opinion, are the three best teams in the country. And A&M's playing all three of them. And they end the season at LSU. Brutal. God. So, Jimbo's going in the right direction here, but A&M's going to be lucky to get to seven wins. Yes. And I don't think Kellen Mond's good enough against strong defenses because he's he's got the, the pull-the-ball down syndrome. And they still have a lot of work to do on defense. A lot. The home field advantage is always going to be a threat for A&M, uh, especially as this program continues to build. We saw it last year in the Clemson game. Yep. It's going to be one of the best college football environments in the country. There's no doubt about it. But... With the schedule the way it is, and only Jimbo's second year, I don't, th- I don't think that they're going to be able to make any noise. Definitely getting gigged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can they stay inside the top 25? A&M is one of those teams that could stay inside the top 25 every single week yes. because of how difficult their schedule is. Yep. <laughs> so if they just keep these games within 10 points, they could be in the top 25 with six losses. They're going to finish They're going to finish like 23rd. And yeah. you're going to be like, holy crap. And they'll be 7-5. and five. Yeah. How did A&M finish 23rd? <laughs> All right, Brad, you know I got to hear your thoughts on Kentucky because you called them as your surprise team of the year last year, and you were right about it, 10 wins. But what do you see for them this year? I see about an eight-win Kentucky team. Uh, They've established uh, a good defense but lost two key defensive starters and losing Benny Snell. Benny Snell was the reason. He was the difference maker last year. He kept them in the game a lot. Um, I do do not think they're going to – they're not my surprise team. I don't have a surprise team in the East if, unless it would be LSU. And is that, is that fa- I mean, in the East, excuse me. In the SEC, is that fair to call them a surprise team? I think if you're talking about in terms of you could see LSU winning the conference. Yes, that which, would be my surprise. You know, but I, I, I look at these rankings outside of Texas A&M uh, being below everyone in that second to third tier. I think that, honestly, they did a, the, Vegas did a very good job. They were very fair. All right, Missouri at plus 4,000 odds. They are not eligible for a bowl this year. Nope. But they got a lot of talent. Their crossover games, the easiest crossover games in the conference, Ole Miss and at Arkansas. What do you think about Kelly Bryant coming in here and leading the offense after Drew Locke leaves? I think it's a terrible decision for him to go there. 
The problem with Drew Locke, Drew Locke was an amazing quarterback. He put the team on his back with not a lot of talent. They had a bad offensive line. But you know the difference between Kelly Bryant and Drew Locke is? Drew Locke is a quarterback. Kelly Bryant is an athlete. I think Kelly Bryant will be running the ball more than he's throwing the ball, and that does not win games unless you have a tremendous defense to back it up. Missouri did well last year. I think they finished in, what, the top 10 in points scored per game? Top 20? Uh, they were 18th. But defensively, bad. And that most of the offense was because their defense was just giving up points. And Missouri's one of those programs since they joined the SEC that they always seem to be able to hang around, uh, especially within their games in the East. They were back-to-back East Division champs not too long ago. I could see them with six or seven wins. I mean, pretty much the entire bottom half of this conference, I could see it six wins. I think there's only going to be two or three teams that miss a bowl Well, you think each team, every single team in this conference is getting three free wins. Almost every single team. Uh, Are you talking about Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about their their F, their FCS school. Oh, okay. Then gotcha. a really poor school down at the bottom. So I was just considering they're going to get three wins, every single one. Sure. So now it's just you got to win those three other games that no one expects when right. you're in Missouri. And for some, you may only have to go two and six in the SEC to make a bowl game. Yeah. All right. Uh, next, we got South Carolina and Tennessee at plus 8,000 odds. Let's start with Will Muschamp. Oh, my God. Crossover games against Bama and AM. I saw that South Carolina is considered to have the number one toughest schedule in the entire country this year. The toughest schedule, but 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 you know what's crazy? I, I just don't understand. I'm not a Jake Bentley fan. They said this is Jake Bentley's year. I don't see it either. He's one of those guys who's like he's like a rook. He's like a rook in, in chess. You know, he looks fancy, but really can only go couple different ways and doesn't make that big of an impact. And you know what happens more times than not? He gets sacrificed. They blame him because he's bad, just like the Rook, the sacrificial lamb. All right, Tennessee. Year two, Jeremy Pruitt. I'll be at the Tennessee-Alabama game. Tennessee's coming to Alabama. Tennessee, there's a reason why they're at plus 8,000. They have a lot to fix. Jeremy Pruitt is a great recruiter. But the problem with Jeremy Pruitt going to staying in the SEC was he has to recruit against Kirby Smart. He's got to recruit about against Jimbo. Saban. There are so many. Moorhead. What do we got? Chad Morris is going to get some points going to be going to be there. There's so many good big name coaches in this conference where you think I really want to go play for a team that might be four years away from even being remotely competitive? Well, here's the thing. I, I believe in Saban's former assistants. And the one thing that Tennessee does have going for them is they have that strong fan base. They yes. have the, the 100,000 plus coming in every single game. Pruitt is a really good recruiter. I wouldn't be surprised if Pruitt turned around this program sooner rather than later. The problem is he's competing, especially in the East, with he is, Kirby. But also, you're going to start to see some of these athletes looking for playing time. Yep. And I think that Tennessee will start to be a really attractive option. I think that I wouldn't be surprised to see Tennessee at least compete this with year? either Georgia or Alabama. No, no, not, oh, oh, you're talking about recruiting. Right, but 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 not for the division. I get to actually see them giving them a legitimate game instead of just being stomped by thirty points. Oh my god! Yeah, they they have to. There's there's no way they could be any worse than they were. It's a locker room change, culture change, getting your guys in there, your personnel in there. Ole Miss plus ten thousand odds, as if they were already bad. I will say this about the Rebels: one of my favorite coaching staffs. You got. Rich Rodriguez is the offensive coordinator, and you got Mike McIntyre as the defensive coordinator, who was at Colorado for five years, yeah. always had a strong defense. Not bad coaching hires. Not bad coaching hires. I'm not saying that Rich Rod is a great person, but I am saying he's a great offensive mind. Lose a lot on offense, and if you have anybody who can help you out with that, it's Rich Rod. Definitely losing a lot on offense. 
But you want to talk about a program that's years away from competing against Ole Yeah. They're still under suspension, right? For Bullsman's or did they get lifted? Honestly, it's I hard to keep it, track. It's, I think they've still got like another year yeah. on that. And Arkansas, the butthole of the conference. Um, I don't have anything to say about Arkansas. Arkansas, the worst odds of any Power 5 team to win their respective conference at plus 25,000. If you're feeling lucky, put a dollar down on Arkansas. Uh, Vanderbilt also at plus 10,000 odds. Big fan of Derek Mason there, but kind of as you mentioned earlier, you can be a great coach in this, in, in this conference and fail. Yes, absolutely. Because of because of how stiff the competition is. With that being said, and those are all the fourteen teams in the SEC. This makes me sound so freaking basic, like I'm some basic chick, Doug. I honestly have my East champion is Georgia, my West champion is Alabama, my SEC champion as Alabama. For shits and giggles, guys, though, I'm putting money on LSU because they most certainly could be the West champion. I like the money on LSU. I've got Georgia-Bama playing in the SEC title game as well. This is the year that I've got Kirby Smart taking down Saban. I think it's a year where Bama could lose the the title game, and I think we're going to see Georgia and Bama both in the playoff this year. We'll see what happens. It'll be very I think that Georgia and Bama are just that that much above everybody else. Same. So... I think the next closest to either of those two is LSU, and they have to be on Bama's side. Yeah. Just sucks. I would love to see LSU actually give Bama a game this year. I would love to see anybody be able to give Bama a game this year that's not named Clemson. Because, honestly, at, at the end of the day, we want more excitement in college football. But if these teams aren't going to close the gap, yeah, then it's going to be Bama, Clemson, Georgia, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, you know, those are the teams we're going to see in the playoff. It's crazy. I, it, it, I'm actually not even mad at it, though. Well, maybe just because I'm an Alabama fan, but I'm not mad that the good teams are dominant because I like seeing bloodbaths sometimes. I love it, especially when it comes to betting. Well, there's nothing better than watching your favorite team cover a 30-point spread. And as Bama and Ohio State fans, <laughs> we see that a lot. Yes, we do. All right, uh, before we wrap up here, do you want to do something fun? Yeah. I'm going to just... Kind of roll with this, just because okay. I think it'd be cool. Because I, I think there, there is no other conference. The, the Big Ten would be close, but there is no other conference that has as many good games and good matchups that we're okay. going to see in the SEC this year. I'm going to go just real quickly through the top ten games yep. in the SEC this year, and let's pick winners for each of them. Okay. So, this is based on opinion, obviously, but we've got um, Georgia at Auburn. Georgia. I think a rematch from two years ago when yes. Auburn takes them down. I th- I'm sure Georgia will be a 7.5 favorite in that game. So they're getting three. Yeah, because they'd probably be a 10 and a half point favorite at home. I got Georgia to win and cover. Auburn at Florida. Ooh, that's a tough one. I think that would probably be a. That's a tough one. I feel like I, I could see Florida being like four and a half point yeah, favorites. Yeah, four and there. a half. They get the three and a half for being at home. That I could see I mean, ju- three, three just because I'm not as high on Florida as everybody else yeah. is. I could see Auburn being competitive, being competitive in that game. Yeah, I think Florida wins. Yeah, I think Florida wins the game, but but I could see a close. I could see Auburn covering. Yes. Uh, let's go the Iron Bowl. Uh-huh. Alabama's got to go at Auburn. I, I don't think there's any way that at the end of the season Auburn's going to be in, in a position to actually be able to beat. Them. No, and I think Alabama will still come in there as a seven point favorite. And I think Alabama does win by by a, by a touchdown. It will be the typical Alabama. They'll probably get up by fourteen, and it'll be just a close, dragged out game. Typical Iron Bowl. Uh, Georgia, Florida. A lot of experts circling this as the game of the year. Personally, I think LSU, Bama is going to be our game of the I year think in so the too SEC. In that, yeah. 
Uh, but Georgia-Florida should be a good one. I still think that there's a big enough gap where Florida's not beating Georgia. I don't think Especially so. Especially on a neutral field. Neutral field. Uh, can we please go to that game this year? That'd be great. At least just tailgate it. Yeah. We were supposed to last year. Yeah, we were. Um, which I was going to say, which I, I, I thought was really interesting, especially with the East, how Georgia and Florida are the two best programs in the East right now. And it's so unique that they play on a neutral field every single year. Yeah. When you think about it, it really almost eliminates a very tough true road game. Yeah. For these programs every single year. Yeah. So it's it, it almost works to a benefit. I think it benefits Georgia more because they never have to go on the road. Yes. To face Florida. I think the Swamp is probably more difficult to play into. Right. And uh, both both are great stadiums, but th- yeah. there's no doubt when Florida's at the top of their game, it's tough to beat them in the swamp. But that being on a neutral field, I think works in Georgia's favor this year. Yeah. Uh, let's go LSU at Alabama. I think Alabama hurts LSU's soul. LSU will come in with a great season, and Alabama will snatch their souls out and win by double digits. I mean, that's what always happens. Yeah, I know. I'm, just, I'm not original. <laughs> I'm reading the credits from last movie. <laughs> I've got Bama winning, but I've got uh, a legitimately close game this year. Florida at LSU. You know. It's always tough with these two teams meet. It's always a close game. I, For me, it's a toss-up, but I'm going to go with the home team this year. I'm actually going to go. We have defense versus defense. Both lost good corners. Florida lost the running back. Quarterback versus quarterback. Who's at home? LSU? LSU's at home this year. I'm unfortunately going to have to go with the home team. I mean, I can see Florida losing three or four games this year. The problem, I'm so scared about, LSU always retools, but you don't get two, you don't have two players, a guy who's a lockdown corner and a guy who's a nucleus of your defense that just leave for the draft and you just can replace that that easily. That just doesn't happen. That's why I'm nervous to just automatically call LSU a great team this year, but we'll see. Bama at Texas A&M. I've got that one circled. I, I, college Station is going to be ready for that one. I got Alabama winning. That'll probably be a college game day uh, spot. I got Alabama winning that game. Uh, it would be close. Real close. And I can also see a shootout. And by shootout, I mean like 28 to 24. Not like a shootout like Big 12. Yeah. Right. Not 55-52. Yeah. I think Bama goes 12-0 in the regular season. So I've got Bama there. But closer than everyone thinks. And then you got, how about A&M at Georgia? A&M's going to get to challenge all the best teams in the conference this year. Do, do they win one of these games? They have to win one of these games. I just got to check. Is this... Oh, no. This is like in week five, right? I think it's early, yeah. Dang it. Because I was going to say, do you think A&M has a better chance to win early at Georgia or late at Georgia? Late. And I think it's late, too, yeah. right? That's why I wanted to check. I think A&M gets beat. I think at this point in the season, Georgia is establishing dominance. They're not slipping up because they're gearing up for that late season push. That was only eight games, but we'll we'll cut off there. I think that those are the eight best games that we're looking at in the conference coming up. Yeah, that was some fun. really good matchups. I was just so unoriginal. I think I picked every favorite to win. <laughs> it's hard to go against Bama or Georgia. Yes, but as we said, I think that Georgia is going to lose one of these games. Yeah. Possibly two, but I will tell you this: if Georgia goes ten and two in the regular season, Bama goes eleven and one. There's not going to be more than a, than a one game difference between Bama and Georgia this year. So I think that that's going to kind of dictate the pace of the season. I've got ideas for what we're going to see in college football this year. I think overall we're going to see a lot more parity, except for Clemson's going undefeated easily, right? But also, 
now that we're on it, let's talk about Clemson for a second. This is one thing that I want to say about Clemson. Okay. Is that no matter how talented you are, how good you are, how good you looked the year before, it's just so damn difficult in this sport to string together back, a 24, 25 yeah. game winning streak. We, we, unless you're playing crap talent like UCF. Right. Unless you're UCF and you're, you're not in a Power 5 conference. Yeah. So if Clemson really can do that and not slip up, and they can really keep their focus and really go 13-0 again, that's going to be impressive. It's a lot of uncertainty in that front seven for Clemson. That is their biggest blemish. But God, and, and we Justin pre- Ross, Kelly, oh, Kelly, excuse me, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, that's right. just not fair. There's so much talent. But damn it, I could see them slipping up at least once. I mean, hell, at Syracuse. Right, and their game with Texas A&M is, yeah, is a tough game. At least they get Texas A&M at home, but... I mean, out of Clemson... Georgia and Bama, Jimbo's got to be one of them, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, let me get one of them. <laughs> oh, man, that was fun. I got off track because I just want to just keep talking. Let's no, just that, let's talk about all of them. We've, we've got, I think, two more college shows left. we got to cover the Big Ten, and we get to show a little love to the group of five, too. Yes. But let's, let's see what we're going to talk about. Gonna hat. Yeah. Drop it in the hat, and let's see. We're actually using a box this time. Yeah, this is good. Drum roll, please. Oh, that was quick. I mixed these up earlier, so. All right. And speaking of, we're going to give some love to the group of five. Uh-oh. This one. is big. Daryl Mack, broken ankle, said that. Someone said it was a basketball injury. I think it's fair to say that uh, UCF and the American Conference will be at the top of our discussion, but we'll show a little love to the other conferences yeah, maybe as well. Brady Wright might be on our mind. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of What's the Spread. Be sure to download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or however else you get your podcast. We have a live show coming up here soon. Have a great one.